When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to puke. Hello. Welcome to Giraffe Ice. I am Walter. This is Giraffe Ice. I'm still Walter. And I'll be Walter five minutes from now. But welcome to Draft Vice. We're back. It's here. Draft's coming up. Uh, we're going to talk some uh, potential prospects. We're going to talk some teams. We're going to talk some recent news. Uh, we're going to talk Ravens. We're going to talk uh, We'll talk New England. Yeah, we'll talk New England. Some Ravens talk. Uh, maybe even the Colts. We'll throw the Colts in there. Not the Colts. Not the, the, the thing that Maryland, not Maryland, Charles Manson ran, by the way. Due to this Corona thing, I finally got to watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was okay. Yeah, that, but I just mentioned it because Marilyn Manson, not Marilyn, uh, the other Manson, the Charles Manson cult was in that. So anyway, uh, we're, we're going to take this right off the bat because uh, there's some news going on right now. Coronavirus, the draft. Uh, guess what, you guys? Uh, GMs are going to have to draft like how we draft our fantasy football teams. It's going to be interesting because they all have to do it at home, and they can't even all be in the same room together. They're not allowed to go to each other's house and draft, which would suck, right? Like, isn't that the most fun part about drafting is having your friends around you? And then all of a sudden, now you got to do this, like, for real, and your job's on the line. Uh, even the GM of the Steelers was like, hey, can we get a couple of, like, extra rounders at the end? Like, can we get, like, a, like an eighth, ninth, and tenth round? Like, and uh, I don't think that's going to work because I feel like that requires, like, the NFLPA signing off. And I'm not too sure they'd be too eager saying, like, yeah, you guys get to have 10 rounds of a draft. Yeah, I don't think that's working. Because, honestly, like, when you're past, like, the 6th and 7th round, honestly, if you're a prospect, a lot of times it's better to be an undrafted free agent because you get to pick where you want to go. Whereas, like, a 7th rounder, you are locked in. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that's, that part's just not going to happen. I feel like that would need some kind of NFLPA approval to get three extra rounds in a draft. But still, going to be kind of cool. Going to be interesting to watch. I, I really am. I, I heard uh, uh, Madden might end up doing a virtual version of the draft. That, that'd be kind of cool. Like, go ahead and get to watch that on Madden. I think that'd be an interesting way of doing it. I think it could, they could probably pull it off relatively easily. So, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of into that idea. Getting, like, a, a virtual reality version of the draft. Uh, get to watch Goodell in VR mode and have all the booze going on in the audience. That's, like, but, like, it's a, a VR audience. We go all, we get all log in. We all go through, like, Xbox Live or PS4 and go ahead and start heckling him and booing when he comes out. Dude, that, that's not really going to suck. Like, imagine, like, you're Roger Goodell, right? You're like, yes, finally. I don't have to worry about going on stage and getting booed. And then they're like, no, we found a way to still get you booed, Roger. We still found a way. Anyway, Roger, uh, <laughs> sucks to be Roger. No, it doesn't. He has paid so much. So, so much. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, we were, we're here to talk about the draft. We're here to talk about some of the teams. I mentioned the three teams off the top three teams. You guys are getting a bonus team because we're getting close to the draft. We're going to look to the future with some of these teams. The future. Back to the future. Um, yeah, so we got the we got the Colts. I think the, the Colts are an interesting team to pick off right off the bat because they had so much stuff that's happened in the offseason, right? They traded a first-round pick to get DeForest Buckner. They signed Phillip Rivers. They still have Jacoby Brissett on the roster, and it doesn't sound like they're getting rid of him, which sounds kind of interesting because you now have almost like $46 million tied up to your quarterbacks, and whereas you can probably cut Jacoby Brissett and get like a good – 
10 million, yeah, there'd be probably about 12 million in dead cap involved, but you'd at least free up another 10 to 12 million that you could spend on other players. And like, they're not totally up against the cap at this point. Maybe they're waiting. Maybe they're hoping they get like an offer of like, they're not going to get an offer by the way, because we're talking about the Patriots later where I'm going to explain why the Patriots probably aren't trading for Jacoby Brissett given his contract. Um, yeah. So we got the, the, we got this uh, whole thing with the, the, the Colts. They don't have a first rounder anymore. But, you know, not for nothing, they do have – I'm going to tell you what they do have. They got two second rounders, uh, which is a decent amount. That's not, that's not a whole lot, but that's some money, man. That's, like, that's some picks. Two second rounders, man. Like, uh, you know, a late first rounder is – like, the reason why you'll see a lot of teams trade back out of the first and get an extra pick is that a late first is very similar, like, hit rate-wise as an early second or a mid-round pick. Like as a mid mid second round pick, top fifty players. Once you get out of the top like ten to fifteen, usually it's like the the hit rate from players like fifteen to fifty are about the same, which is why you'll see a lot of times teams in the draft trade down to get an extra pick, because they're like, well, wait a second, get another like close to top one hundred pick, we're getting some value out of this, because we're we're still probably gonna have the same hit rate, right? You're picking at maybe twenty seven. And trading down to 33 or something or 35 and you go you know what yeah that, like we might drop like six or seven picks in the behind but we get like a fourth rounder or a third rounder there's some real value to that so that that's why you see that happen in the draft all the time and we saw the colts do it last year and uh now the colts are in the second round they have two picks they don't have a first rounder they gave that to the the san francisco 49ers so they get uh deforest buckner and it's, you know, it's funny. We've seen this team be very competitive, right? We have two, I would say, sir, like very good quarterbacks on the roster. One who's definitely a top thirty quarterback, the thirty-two quarterback, high-end backup, and the other one who is a who has been a top quality back, a top quality starter in the NFL. Started for the last fifteen years for so the, the the Chargers, and now he's on the Indianapolis Colts. I think this is an interesting uh, look at this team. Again, a lot of money tied up here, and not, not for nothing. Like I don't, I don't believe necessarily in all the weapons on that roster, right? Like I like Philip Rivers, I love T. Y. Hilton, um, but this team doesn't really have a lot of money to go around anymore. Now you have all that money tied up to DeForest Buckner, Philip Rivers. Uh, they do have Justin Houston on the D line, Ben Banigou, a guy who they drafted last year. So they got some like D line depth. They got some players there. They no longer have Jabal Sheard. He's out of town. They uh, they signed Xavier Woods and TJ Carey to uh, corners that can help like fill out the 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 depth on the the roster. And maybe if they they hit, they're like, oh, we got a value signing here because they also have uh, they have Quincy Wilson and they also have uh, and uh, and Rocky Sin, who they drafted in the second round the last couple of years. These are, uh, they got some corners that they've drafted. They signed a couple of corners too. They got rid of Pierre Tazir. Uh, it's a team that looks like it's still going to be competitive if we have league year this year, like if they actually end up having a, a 2020 NFL season. So uh, I, I like the what they've done around the defense. And the offensive line is probably one of the best in the NFL. You got Quint Nelson. You got, uh, you got Anthony Costanzo back. You got Ryan Kelly. You got... Uh, the right tackle that's there, they draft at Braden Smith. So they have a, a very good O-line. They have two good quarterbacks. 
what they need are weapons, right? Like they need, like they got a good linebacking core. Um, you know, they they drafted Bobby Okariki last year. The year before that, they hit gold with a, a another uh, linebacker who got a uh, first year uh, Pro Bowl nod. So I, I think that they uh, not not uh, Okariki, the uh, the other linebacker who's who's out of my head right now. I should look. Um, anyway, so what is this team going to do, right? There's, uh, you look at their tight ends. Yeah, okay, they let Yvron go. They still have Jack Doyle. And then they got a lot of, like, no names, like Mo Alley Cox, which is kind of a funny name, but, you know, more Cox, right? Uh, they got a couple of pieces there. They drafted Paris Campbell last year. Uh, we'll see if he ends up developing this year. You know, he's got some speed to him, but he was never really, like, he was a really good slot player. Maybe they stick him in the slot, have T.Y. on the outside. They uh, they let Devin Funches go in free agency. He still hasn't really officially signed with the Packers, but there's been rumors to him to the Packers. And uh, they've been tied close to him. Maybe we're waiting to hear that deal come out when, you know, he's officially had his medicals done, which can be, you know, who knows, given the, the current state of the NFL. So we have all these players sitting here that uh, that make up a really fun, interesting team. Like, we saw them in the playoffs when they had Andrew Luck, and then Andrew Luck retires. We saw them be a, a, a pretty competitive team last year in uh, uh, in the season, but they, they definitely were not able to hit peak, you know, uh, peak levels last year uh, with – Jacoby Brissett. So what are they going to do? You know, are they going to go for uh, maybe some other guys who are out there, like a Taylor Gabriel, uh, any like, or trade for a guy like Marquise Goodwin, another speedster, get some speed on that that offense. Uh, could they trade for somebody else? We've seen a lot of trades go on with DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs. Are, are those guys going to end up being uh, useful players this year? I, I – uh, I don't know. I, I think that it's going to, like, are they going to find somebody who, who they could trade for? I, you know, like maybe a Dante Pettis. You know, this sounds like they have a good relationship with San Francisco. San Francisco's got a lot of receivers on their roster. They still might go ahead and draft somebody this year. So maybe they look at some guys, maybe like Dante Pettis. Uh, I know they re-signed Born. You know, they, they, they just have a lot of pieces in San Francisco, and they have a lot of receivers. They let Manuel Sanders go. They got Debo Samuel. They could probably get a guy in this draft that they really wanted, one of the premium picks. They have a, the 13th overall pick that they got from the Colts. Maybe they'll be like, you know what? Maybe we can get another pick later on. You know, we'll give you guys like Dante Pettis. And now you guys got like a guy who we think was good, but we've kind of found a guy already that we think is better. So there, there is some potential there, uh, especially because he hasn't, you know, they have guys who – Maybe haven't performed expectations, guys who you know they can, they can maybe, but I, I think it's going to be more of a draft thing, right? It's got to be. There's there's a couple of guys in this draft who fit where they could maybe be drafting, you know, receiver in the second round. You know, you can get a guy like Laviska Chenault, maybe guys who didn't perform as well uh, at the combine for injury reason, or maybe if Denzel Mims falls to the second round. You get a Denzel Mims, a guy who ran 4-3-3, had a good three-cone, has shown that he can be, like, there, he, you know, that he has some potential there. Like, you got this big, fast guy. You could probably land him out the outside. He's not, listen, this guy is not DK Metcalf. When I, I, like, he is, 
He's going to be good. He's going to be interesting. I'm definitely interested if you take him in the second or third round. He, I, you know, he, he's got some speed to him, some juice. I, I would be interested in seeing him on the Colts. Uh, another guy who is in a similar category to him, Jalen Rager. Again, another guy who's got a good amount of speed, K.J. Hamler out of Penn State. Uh, now, a lot of these guys have not dealt with some real uh, – Jalen Rager's dealt with a little bit more coverage than uh, coming out of TCU than some of the other guys. But even still, not a lot – like, they're not all dealing with a lot of press coverage. They're not all running a lot of refined routes. So there's going to be a learning curve with these guys. So it's figuring out with those guys what you can develop. And right now, it's really hard because you don't have the full draft process. And of those guys who've done well in this draft process, it was Denzel Mims. Was at the Senior Bowl, did well at the Senior Bowl, did well at the Combine. Uh, Jalen Rager, you know, wasn't a senior, so he wasn't eligible for the Senior Bowl. But, you know, and he didn't blow up the Combine like people were expecting him to. So he didn't meet expectations, so maybe he falls a little bit. Um, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you're taking a shot on a guy who you go, you know what? You know, we know he bulked up for the scene, and we know he bulked up for the Combine, and he tried to keep some of his speed, and he was still relatively speedy, but he wasn't as fast as we thought he was going to be. So maybe it was he bulked up and tried to go ahead and make himself this bigger receiver, and maybe we can get him to slim down and go back to that old way of doing things. Uh, a KJ Hamler, another guy who didn't do anything at the Combine, might slip a little bit, um, has some injury concerns. A, a guy who, you know, was probably worth taking in the second round because, you know, he, he's another guy who has some speed to him. And it, it seems like that's kind of the, the identity that, that the uh, the Colts go for. They want guys who have some speed on the outside and just to be able to take the ball and go. Could just take it and, you know, I uh, hit him and he went. Uh, maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe get some guys like that that can maybe break a couple of tackles or just, hey, it's all of a sudden boom, boom play. Like, God, ah, he got him out there. You know, he beat his guy and he went. Now, again, these are all projections. Maybe they trade down a little bit, get a couple of extra picks to kind of fill out their roster this has been a big thing since uh, uh since their gm's been there frank reich seems to really like philip rivers and i think this is going to be an interesting marriage but they're going to want to stick some guys around philip rivers outside of ty hilton and jack doyle especially because jack doyle like leads the the tight ends and fumbling for like the last like nine years so you know you want some other trusted hands in there which is why I think they'll also maybe go for tight end in this draft, right? There's not a lot of guys you're going to take in the first two rounds, but there's a lot of guys who might be interesting if you take them in the third and fourth round, like Cole Komet, Adam Troutman, uh, maybe some other guys. You know, there's, again, there's, uh, uh, not Hurst. Um, there's a couple of other tight ends that are in this draft that might be interesting. And they're one of the teams that it's like, listen, this, this draft class would help build out their like especially the receiving and the offensive weapons in this draft kind of help what they might look for they might look at getting another running back listen you know now everybody's married to marlon mack he's kind of getting close to the end of his deal he's dealt with some injuries he's played pretty well I, i'm a big fan of marlon mack but to be honest like i'm not looking to pay him when he comes up on his contract so maybe you're looking at the the next guy the not naheem hines guy the the guy who's going to be all right we we can have him down for maybe more than just the passing downs. Maybe you're looking at a guy like uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, maybe if Zach Taylor falls far enough and you're like, yo, this guy's got wheels too. Um, maybe you're looking for a three-down guy who, you know, maybe he doesn't play every snap like uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
probably isn't playing every snap, but can probably play 60% of snaps or 50% of snaps and still do a lot out of the backfield. Now, there's a lot of things. I think what they need is to focus on offense now. Like, they, they got to force Buckner. They spent some money on some of these uh, – these uh, one-year deals, and maybe like they'll turn into something. And I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, they could also probably use a strong safety. Uh, but beyond that, I think a lot of their needs, you know, maybe you know, a pass rusher, right? Like they probably do need another pass rusher outside of Justin Houston. On the other side, maybe Ben Banigou doesn't turn out to what they want him to be. Maybe they can get a Curtis Weaver in the second or third round or uh, uh, potential – guy maybe AJ Epinesa falls to the second round which has been kind of rumored you know AJ Epinesa is you know didn't have a great combine he might have gotten hurt by that a couple of other guys that might uh be in that second to third round range like a Tyrell Lewis um you know I, I don't think uh what's his name uh uh Caleb on chase on will be there in the second round but with this draft and this year with this draft you just really don't know so there's guys you just might not be entirely sure on and since you don't get to really get to, you know, give them a pro day, get to have real meetings with them and work them out. They might look at it and go, listen, well, you know, there might be guys who fall to the second round who you wouldn't expect. Maybe guys who fall to the third and fourth round that you don't expect. That's going to happen, especially the guys with injury concerns and, you know, maybe potential red flags. So Colts are going to be interesting with that um, because – they, they do seem to like to trade down, collect a lot of picks, and you know I'm sure at least one of those two uh, second-rounders will be traded down, and they will probably try to collect maybe a fourth-round pick or a fifth-rounder and just try to fill out their roster with other players. Um, so that's the Colts. I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in the Colts. They're in a weird division, right? The AFC South, you get the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill. All right, like right, they're, they're tough to beat. Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. And, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien, the the GM, might be shooting Bill O'Brien, the coach, in the foot. So maybe we see uh, the Colts take over that division. Jacksonville seems to be in rebuild mode again. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with the AFC South. It seems to be an anybody-can-win division. I think the big question is, can they get rid of Jacoby Brissett and maybe be able to get a pick for him? I don't maybe not for this year, maybe for next year, because right now what it looks like is that a lot of teams are probably not going to be trading players away because it, it, those are more complicated trades, right? You got to work out like, hey, what happens if like especially can, you can't do phys physicals right now with Corona, so you know a lot of guys you might be trading like a week or two before the draft, you know you can work out a, a deal where it's like, hey, like you know we get the physical done. A lot of those trades where they're – the reason why you don't see a lot of player trades on draft night is that you have to have alternative – like basically alternatives to if the player fails his physical, right? You know, we're trading you um, – you know, for instance, everybody talks about Trent Williams getting traded to the Jets or the Browns. Well, if you trade him on draft night, you need to have an alternative for if he fails – if him or one of the players in that trade fails their, their physical, right? Like say the Browns are going to trade Kareem Hunt and a third-round pick and a second-round pick next year for Trent Williams. That could totally work. It could also totally, like, you know, that Trent Williams might come to the Browns, and they might be like, you know what, actually, like, he's injured. We can't do anything with him. Like, we just don't think he's going to pass this physical. Or on the reverse end, Williams, Kareem Hunt has an injury that just is still lingering, or he doesn't sign his tender at that point. Can't trade a player who hasn't signed their tender a lot of time. You could, I think with the restricted free agents, you can you can hold their rights. 
But I don't know. That's a. It, I, this is why you're probably not going to see a lot of trades on draft night because you're not going to be able to get these physicals done for a long time. So, and even I, now you should be hearing about it. If they're going to do it, they, they'd probably be doing it now if you were hearing about these trades because you'd be trying to figure out a way of doing these physicals. And a lot of, like, you know, again, a lot of medical personnel are dedicated to trying to fight the coronavirus. Thank you, them. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Jacoby Brissett. I just don't think they're going to get anything for him right now. I think, if anything, they might trade him maybe to a team in the offseason that maybe misses out on a major player. Say, the Chargers, right? Maybe the Chargers miss out on getting a quarterback that they like, and they decide to take a tackle in the top ten. And they're like, you know what, we'll wait for Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts gets drafted or something. Maybe they go a different direction. So. What about them Ravens? Baltimore. I like Baltimore. Actually, I don't like Baltimore. I'm a Browns fan, so. <laughs> but Lamar Jackson. Definitely playing well last year. And I like what the Ravens have done. Like, as a guy who's against them, not a, you know, who's, you know, not a fan of the Ravens. I call them the Rappers. Um, but, you know, they trade for Clays Campbell. Got a fifth, you know, trade away a fifth, gave him a little bit of an extension. They're in win now mode, everybody. They were going to sign Michael Brockers, and, and that's a guy who didn't pass a physical, right? It's a big deal. Oh, you didn't pass the physical? You, now you're going to be a little bit worried about him. Um, they traded away Hayden Hurst, got a second rounder. They signed Derek Wolf to replace the guy who they thought they were going to get out of Michael Brockers, kind of replace that position as well. Um, they re-signed Jalen Smith. They have Marlon Humphreys. They re-signed Marcus Peters during the season. They franchise-tagged Matt Judon. They, um, they still have Matt Skura on an original Ron Tender, but that means they're not really worried about losing him because somebody else can come along and sign him. And, uh, Marshall Yonda, they're, they're all pro guard, retired. So they, they've had a busy offseason, a very interesting offseason. Um, they seem to be making use out of this fifth-round picks. And keep in mind, this is a bunch of picks. They still have two second-round picks. They have a first-round pick. They have two-thirds, two-fourths. They've got a lot of picks in this draft. And with those moves, I mean, their defense definitely sounds scary with Calais Campbell and Matt Judon um, returning. And I know there's some questions whether they were going to trade Judon for a pick. And that's still a possibility, but I don't see a lot of teams being overly eager to, to trade for Matt Judon. I just don't think he was ever going to be um, as hyped as he would have been on the free market. Like, you're seeing Jadavian Clowney not signed right now. I would rather have Jadavian Clowney than Matt Judon. So, uh, with the cap space they have, they're pretty much done in free agency. They're pretty much done with the big signings. They, like I said, they have, a, they have quite a few picks in the top 100. Uh, four picks in the top 100. Five picks in the top uh, three rounds. They got two fourth rounders. They got a lot of picks to play around with. So they're not – I don't see them just jumping on and getting another running back in the first round unless they really love a guy. Um, I see them more going – filling out the defense, filling out the offensive line, especially because, like, again, they, they lost some major players on the offensive line. Uh, maybe getting some more receivers to that receiving core. Uh, maybe try to fill out, you know, positions that they lost in trades and be able to, you know, replace, maybe get a, you know, they, they cut Tony Jefferson in the offseason, maybe get a strong safety to, to kind of match up with what they have with Earl Campbell. Uh, get, you know, again, get some firepower for for our boy uh, Lamar Jackson. I, I was a big Lamar Jackson fan coming out of the draft. 
I did not. I was hoping he wouldn't go to the Baltimore Ravens. Unfortunately, he did. Um, and I like what he can do. So it's is he going to take the next step forward? Uh, you know, are teams going to catch on to what they do? And is he going to be able to to work against what? You know, is he going to develop more? Is kind of the big question. You know, some I, I think they need more interior offensive linemen in this draft than the, the, uh, the like they got good tackles. They got Orlando Brown. They got uh, not Taylor Decker. They got a tackle on the other side. They drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. So they've got a lot of weapons. That they're they're in their offensive line is in okay shape. Um, maybe they go for linebackers and safeties as you get towards the middle of like this the day two of this draft. There's a lot of guys with some interesting potential. Um, maybe they go for another corner just because hey, you know what? You're gonna lose guys eventually. So you need to keep building out that corner depth. And then again, like you know, their receiving quarter leaves a lot to be desired outside of um, Marquise Brown. So I, I can definitely see them going maybe another tight end, maybe in the third or fourth round, just because they, you know, they traded away Hayden Hurst. Now what are they going to get, you know, out of that? And they might be one of those teams that says, hey, we'll get future picks. Fuck it. We'll trade down and get some future guys. And like I said before, I could see them using maybe a second round or a third round pick on a running back because then you're getting some real value out of him. And, you know, there's a lot of guys who could be there in the second and third round who you're like, you know what? Kind of like what this guy can do. Cam Akers, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. There's just like six or seven or eight guys. Zach Moss. There's enough guys in this draft that it's like, hey, you know, we, we can get this guy. And they might be able to share a part of this offense. You know, you get a guy like Jonathan Taylor. Imagine having Jonathan Taylor combined with the speed of Lamar Jackson. Like, now you don't need Mark Ingram. So they might look into getting him. Uh... Like I said, I am not a fan of the Ravens, but I am a fan of how they've worked the last few years and what they've been able to develop and be able to do. You know, they they are definitely a well-run organization, and you're seeing, you know, I, honestly, I, I was a little shocked when they went into this year with what they And initially, at the beginning of the year, they were not all that great. Their defense just developed. They, You know, especially after they drafted Marcus Peters. It's the offense that took everybody by surprise. And being able to play a little bit of ball control, and yeah, they played a couple of easier games in the beginning. That kind of helped them along. But again, like there's a reason why they made it to the playoffs last year. Uh, they are definitely the, the lead team in the AFC North, uh, unfortunately. But I, I think there's a reason for it. I think that they, they, they know how to build a team, they, and they've built it around Lamar Jackson. Now everything comes down to A, can Lamar Jackson continue to, to develop and grow? And also, will teams figure out how to shut them down? So I promised you three teams today, right? I promised you the Colts. I promised you the Ravens. And now we're going to get into New England. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> now I promised you New England. New England is going to be an interesting team. No more Tom Brady, right? They lost Ted Karras to free agency. I'm not too sure they were all that worried about losing him, Kyle Van Noy, they lost free agency. But I think the big one, obviously, is the, the quarterback who's been their quarterback for 20 years, Tom Brady, man. Uh, now he's a, a Buccaneer. They've got Jared Sidham and Brian Hoyer on, the, on their team to play quarterback. Uh, if you don't know about Brian Hoyer, he's been around the league. He's played pretty well in a lot of spot starts. You know, he was on the Bears. He was on the, the Browns. He was on San Francisco and a lot of teams. A lot of coaches – 
seemed to value him, right? You know, but he got traded away when he was on San Francisco. They didn't care much for him. Um, he decided to come straight to the Patriots for a cheap, cheap deal so he can go ahead and stay on and be like, hey, listen, maybe I can get a chance to start. Jared Stidham doesn't play well. So he's going to be competing with Jared Stidham, right? We have not seen a lot from Jared Stidham. Nobody knows, really, what Jared Stidham is. Now, again, there's something to be said with that system about how they develop quarterbacks and players and being able to read coverages into that system. They they still have Edelman at 30-something years old. Um, maybe they get a little bit more out of Nikhil Harry. Maybe he learns and develops that into that system. Again, it's a hard system to learn. The Patriots' uh, way, the Patriots' offense, is a hard offense to, to get a hold of. Uh, they franchise-tagged uh, Joe Thune, the, the guard. The question is, are they going to just sit with the two guys they've got going in? They cut Cody Kessler. R.I.P. Cody. But, like, are they going to sit with the two guys they got going in, or are they going to draft somebody? And a lot of people are like, well, maybe they trade up in this draft. Now, keep in mind, the Patriots don't have a second-round pick. They do have three third-round picks. Um, they got a bunch of sixth-rounders and a couple of seventh-rounders. They, they have 12 picks in this draft. They are not by all means out on potentially trading up. It's just going to cost a lot. It's probably going to cost you a first-rounder next year, your second-rounder next year even, or even a future first- or second-rounder beyond 2021. So, yeah, it's possible they trade up. It's also possible that uh, Bill Belichick just knows what he's doing because he's been knowing what he's doing for the last 20 years. So it's possible he, he looks at it and goes, you know what, I feel comfortable with Jared Stidham. If he's not the guy, we're going to end up losing next year anyway. So what are we going to do? We also have Brian Hoyer. He knows the system. Maybe you know they've made Matt Castle look good before, so maybe he can make Brian Hoyer look good too. Um, and there's a lot to be said for that. Now, what are they going to do with that first-round pick, right? Um, are they going to get something out of that? Are they going to trade back and maybe take a Jalen Hurts? Are they going to trade for? Are they going to draft a quarterback in the draft? They don't have room to spend on anybody. They can't trade for. I mentioned before that they're probably not trading for Jacoby Brissett. They don't have the money to take on that guy's contract. Brady leaving hit them with a fifteen million dollar dead cap hit, and. Again, when you combine that with what they did with Joe Thune, they don't really have much room to go into, you know, spending on a lot of players. So it really sounds like they're going to try and build out some of their their depth. You know, they got, you know, they were able to re-sign uh, Devin McCourty. They could cut Dante Hightower if they really wanted to clear up some space, but I don't think they're doing that um, just because it doesn't sound like something they would do. I think you'll probably see a step forward from Chase Winovich I like Chase Winovich. I think a lot of people liked him coming out last year. The fact that they got him in the third round. They just seem to do that. They seem to find guys who fall to the second and third round who end up playing like a good pass rusher role for them. They had him with them with Trey Flowers. They trade for Kyle Van Noy. He ended up being a player for them. They they just seem to develop a system that works, and they, they seem to get guys who just seem to fall to like third, fourth round spots, and they take them, and then they turn them into gold. So... I'm interested to see what the Patriots do. I think a lot of people are. You know, are they going to take another receiver? Are they going to try to add weapons to this roster? Because keep in mind, it takes time to develop into this scheme. So it usually, like, even I think Gronk had said, Gronk and Brady and everybody's talked about this system. It takes about two years to really figure out this system. So uh, 
I don't know. I'm a big fan of this team. Not really. Like, I'm a big fan of how they run. Like, I'm a big fan of how the actually all three of these teams. I'm a big fan of how they think and how they run. Right? Accumulate picks. Um, don't overpay for a certain position. Maybe go ahead and uh, take a shot on some so, uh, some underrated guys or guys who fall. Kind of stick to your board. They uh, they're playing. You know, especially with Belichick is playing three dimensional chess. He's kind of like, hey, like I can. Maybe he does know more about this kid than anybody else. So, I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing what the New England Patriots do. I think there are a lot of teams that think they are on. I think there's a lot of people that think they're on their way out, that losing Brady is the death nail. And I don't agree with that, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. None of us know. We don't know what Bill Belichick's plan is. Um, you know, they're probably not signing anybody to any major contracts this offseason whether it's Jameis Winston or Cam Newton, they just don't have a lot of money left. They don't have the money to spend on these guys. So it's either going to be like for them, like, hey, listen, we'll, maybe we'll lose this year. Or maybe Brian Hoyer comes in and runs that system really well because he did well when he did it, when he was playing on the Texans in this system. Uh, he knows the system very well. He's played in the system. He developed in this system. You know, So maybe he ends up being a real valuable player. Or maybe Jared Stidham really is going to end up being much better than people expected. So I think this is going to, these three teams, you know, these are teams that have been very well run for the last 20 years and are expected winners. I, you know, at least two of these teams are making the playoffs this year. That is my prediction. Out of the Ra like Ravens, Colts, and New England, at least two of them, right? All AFC teams, at least two of them are making to the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, two. Especially with, if they're, they're doing this new format. they I don't know if the, the new format goes into effect. I think they were voting on it. Um, I think that this this is uh, these are three very well-run teams. And if they're not in the playoffs this year, they'll be next year. They're just that good with teams. Anyway, uh, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O, death, D-E-A-T-H, punch, P-U-N, like that thing, like pun, and then C-H. Yeah, Brojo Death Punch. Anyway, uh, and if you want, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, I got a new project coming out called Punk Law 101, and it, it relates to a couple of other things that I do in my spare time. So, uh, yeah, look into the, some of that stuff. Uh, this is going to be fun, everybody. Not not the coronavirus, but the draft. It's coming. It's here. It's almost here. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about the past. I'm about the people.